Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will It's a great day to have some devotion. Spend some time talking about the Word of God. We're in the Psalms. Edwin, what's our reading today? Psalm 2 from the English Standard Version. All right. Why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage, and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron, and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore, O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. So we get a different picture of God here. Um, I should say, a continuing picture of God. I heard a, a talk one time about God, and it, actually it really was one of these talks, one of these lectures about the, um, the problem of pain and suffering, mm. uh, which is always you know, a, a fantastic study and questions that don't go away you know, to try to explain difficult things in this world. Mm-hmm. But what that particular um, speaker said, the point that he made that really stuck with me was, be careful that we're not talking about caricatures of God. Mm. Uh, he and, and, and his point was this, that if we paint God with just one or two of the virtues or attributes that, that the Bible talks about instead of all of it, we don't have a proper view of God. Mm. Then when we don't have this proper view of God, we can't make sense of these other things in the world. And then people start taking it out on God and rejecting God. And so one of, you know, one, where we need to begin is try to get the fullest picture of God that our minds can have. And that's going to help us make sense of the world around us. I say all that to say this, okay? I get an, uh, an, an enhanced picture. We're going to add some detail to this picture of God. When I see this language in Psalm 2, he laughs. Mm. He laughs. Mm-hmm. I just got to tell you, in, in, pop, in my mind, I don't often think of the laughing God. The laughing God. Interestingly, when you bring that up, I'm, I'm thinking about movie critics. And okay. one, of the, one of the repeated refrains I hear from movie critics as they criticize movies is, oh, the, the characters in this movie are only two-dimensional. They didn't okay. fill them out. They didn't. But at the same time, you, you almost get people, especially as they come to the Bible, kind of wanting to dumb down the characteristics, not only of God, but of any of the other people involved in the Bible, bringing it down because we like things to be simple. Yeah, we do. We don't like the complexity. And it becomes a whole lot easier if I can pigeonhole a person or pigeonhole God Mm -hmm. with just one or two characteristics that make Mm -hmm. it all very simple. Mm -hmm. And here we find the laughter of God, which, of course, demonstrates emotion. It does. And so we see that God has a sense of humor because Mm -hmm. there is a a concept of humor on this one. Just as in other Psalms, we see his anger or we Mm -hmm. see his sadness. We see Mm -hmm. his gladness. But here this laughter is not just, oh, you told a funny joke. Ha ha. This is is a, 
honestly, this is a laughter of mockery. He, he goes on to describe it as a laughter that's holding folks in derision. Yeah. So at the beginning of the psalm, as you were reading, particularly verses 1 and 2, you've got people that are plotting. But he says they plot a futile thing or they plot a vain thing. The kings of the earth, they're taking counsel together. They're against the Lord. They're against his anointed. Verse 3, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. So you've got people who are bound uh, by an authority, right? Uh, And they're done with that. This is rebellion. We're going to break off the chains. We're going to do our own thing. There's a revolt and an uprising against God. I'm going to be king of my own life. King of my own life. Like we talked about yesterday. Yeah. You know, I I go back to the um, setting, though, and and the idea of when when, uh, a subjected nation rises up, uh, what position does that put the king of the ruling nation in? They're target number one. We're going to throw down the government. We're going to kill the king. We're going to kill all of his children. That's the way it worked with the ancient peoples, mm-hmm. right? And and it's going to be complete upheaval. And so if you are the ancient king and word's coming, all right, all of the uh, peasants are coming with their pitchforks and, and it's over. This could be a very frightening thing. But not for God. God is not frightened at all. God's not frightened. He's laughing. He he's, laughs he's and He's holding them in derision. derision. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then he's going to speak to them in his wrath. I've set my king on Zion, on the holy hill. He's, he's there. You're not going to take him down. You're not going to be able to cast him down. You're not going to be able to take over. Uh, this, this revolt is going nowhere. So you put this back in its original context. We've got David. Yep. King initially David. as king of Israel and then of course any of his children his or his descendants I should say yeah. as kings of Israel uh, excuse me of Judah uh, after the division uh, it really should apply to the kings of Israel as well but they uh, rarely lived that way I guess even the kings of Judah rarely lived that way but this is this is the idea that when God's anointed is is pursuing God's will here's Here's where God is. God is on his side, and the mm-hmm. enemies can be great. Mm-hmm. In fact, it can become overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It can seem overwhelming. Yeah. But just remember, what my God, the God who placed me on this hill, the God who anointed me as the king of his nation, he's on my side, and what's he doing when he sees these nations plotting? He's he laughing. Laughs. So he's unshakable. He's unshakable. Now let's bring this to us. Let's bring this to me. I'm not king of Israel, but you know God has has given me. He he wants me to pursue self control. That's right. one of the fruit of His Spirit. And so while I am not supposed to be king of my life, uh, I do have the option. Am I you know if I'm following Him, if I'm pursuing Him and allowing the um, I'm trying to I, I'm really trying on the fly to think of using the the language in the Psalm to apply to me. But the reality is. Just that idea that I have enemies coming against me. Sure. And it's Trials, overwhelming. temptations, testing, all kinds of things coming at us. And when I think about how the Bible describes these enemies, I mean, it's not mm-hmm. just the guy down the street who makes fun of me. It's not just the fellow employee who stabbed me in the back and made me look bad to my mm-hmm. uh, yeah. to my employer. And I'm using that, obviously, as an illustration, I, not about you and I working together, but like if I was working at, at Culver's with my with oh. my sons or, or that sort of thing. Okay, you <laughs> That's know, okay. Just That's using a, the illustration. Real friends stab you in the front. <laughs> <laughs> please, please stay on that side of the table. Um, uh, you know, those kinds of, it's not those, that's, that's not the enemy presented. I think about when Daniel was spoken to by 
the angel and mm-hmm. he tells him about the prince of Greece and the king of Persia yeah. and this this fight that's going on behind the scenes. Or I think about Paul writing his letter to the Ephesians as he talks about the the powers and authorities and rulers and cosmic yeah, yeah principalities and cosmic yeah. authorities and spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And all of a sudden, I realize there's something going on behind the scenes here that I don't I don't see readily with these physical eyes. But that's what's happening. There's there's this there's this horde mm-hmm. of of evil yeah. behind the scenes that's actually got its eyes on me, mm-hmm. that's attacking. Mm-hmm. And when I start to think about that, I can become overwhelmed. Frightening thing, and yet I will say from Old Testament to New Testament, very consistent picture there of God's place even over these powers. You see the futility of it in uh, Psalm 2, the nation's raging. But then look in uh, Ephesians 1 of Christ who is resurrected and triumphant, when all of these different powers are listed in Ephesians 1 verse 20 he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also in which is to come stay, stay there don't don't move your bible go back go on into chapter 2 what does he say about us you remember what he says where we're sitting oh yeah that we are raised up and sitting in the heavenlies with him with him with him. So, so here we are, and then we get into yeah, later the passage six. I was referring to earlier was in chapter six, where we right. talk about the battle that's going on. So, in chapter six, we get to the battle, and it does seem overwhelming. But we've already set the stage in chapters one and two that our king has already won, and and when I'm with the king, I'm actually already victorious. It doesn't look like it right now. Maybe that's so that's so encouraging because you're right. It it doesn't look like that. Uh, we get overwhelmed by the danger, the threat of danger, the stress about danger of all this conspiracy of evil forces, right? That they 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 got a plan together and they're going to cast off God. And sometimes uh, we can be afraid. Well, what what if we win? You know, there's this there's this real pressure, particularly on social and moral issues in our culture right now. Make sure you're on the right side of history on this. You know, whatever mor- and you know whatever morality might be being questioned or challenged or pushed back. But that's always the thing. It's like, well, history's going to judge you. History's going to judge you. Uh, I I think that's a little bit of a play to pride because I don't know that history's going to remember me a whit. Uh, but I'll tell you that God, who is in control, He's the one who will judge. Mm. You want to be on the right side of God. Because that's real. That's eternal. We better know what God's morality is. Because when he sees all these conspiracies to wickedness, he laughs at that. He laughs. And as we as we bring this back to Jesus, and I especially appreciate you bringing up the Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 2 on this, because it does make me think about one of the greatest attacks against God in all of history. Mm. And that is the crucifixion. Oh, yeah. What, a, what an example. And on Friday night. Of what we're talking about. Yeah. On, on Friday night, it looked like God was losing. Not, not, only, not only did it look like God was losing, it looked like God had lost. Hey, man, the apostles have fled. 
Jesus is dead. They're pulling his body down from a cross. They're dumping it in a little cave and rolling yeah. a stone in front of it. The, the, the ru- women are watching from far away. Here's one that is supposedly going to be sitting above all rulers and authorities, but instead he's stuck in a cave with a stone rolled in front of it and the seal of one of the earthly rulers and authorities seemingly having him shut in yeah, you, you as the soldiers are outside. The Romans and Jews conspiring together against the Lord's anointing. You couldn't find a more literal episode of this than the cross and you've got all saturday long where it looks like we've won the 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 wicked the the wicked wicked saying yeah we've won we've won we've won having their parties uh dancing and shouting satan thinking that the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places having their little celebration they got a full 24 to 36 hours out of that but then sunday morning Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And the thing that I want to grasp is that, you know, it's one thing to think about God laughing on Sunday morning. But what we're seeing in this psalm is that God was laughing on Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. God was laughing on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm, 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 of course, speaking accommodatively. I'm not, I'm not saying that God was happy that his son was on the cross and that he was just joyous or whatever. But I'm saying as far as this idea of the enemy is attacked and the enemy thinks he's won, God knows his plan. Right. God knows how this is going to end. He's He wasn't sitting there. For all the sadness that he felt watching his son die on the cross, yeah. when it came to the issue of what the enemies were doing right here, he knew how this was going to end. Right and, and he was not at all scared, oh, no, maybe I've lost. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I just want to get back to that faith. I want to get to that faith in my life because there are moments. I mean, it's it's one thing after it's all played out and it's all worked together. And it has done that many, many times to, to finally at that moment say, oh, I should have faith in God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I want on Saturday afternoon when it looks bleak, when it looks like I can't possibly win, you know, before the final commercial break and it looks like my hero cannot possibly get out of this mess. Instead of being in, in, in just anguish and despair about why am I losing, I want to sit there with God and recognize he's laughing. He's winning. Sunday morning's coming. That's the way this is going to work. We want to be on his side. We hope that this has lifted you up today. Boy, it's lifted me up. Send us an email. Let us know what you're reading in God's Word. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Edwin, why don't you lead us in a closing prayer? God in heaven. Help me today. Whatever I face, whether today's a good day or a bad day, whether it looks like the enemies are being defeated or it looks like they're amassing against me, help me, help Andrew, help everyone who's listening in on our conversation to recognize that the one who stands with us is greater than all those who stand against us, that you are laughing and that you win. Help me to remember that today and to act like that today through your son who is the victorious king i pray amen amen thanks for talking about the text with us today i'm edwin crozier and i'd like to invite you to join the christians who meet on livingston avenue this sunday for our bible classes and worship you can find out more at christiansmeethere.org check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode you can find a link for it in our show notes Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.